welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely blessed day as always. And uh, if you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website. And again, thank you for supporting healthmasters.com. It looks like the Gastrogest Digestive Enzyme Formula 1 product of the week. So that will be up on the website here in the next hour or so. So be sure to check that out. And the first thing I wanted to get into this morning is now we've pretty much seen the first rollout of the vaccine push. And this is very much a sales marketing technique that they have been doing to the populace. They first scare everyone into getting it, and mainly the weak-minded, weak-willed individuals that are terrified of their own shadow have been the first ones to step up and say, hey, i got to get this shot. Make me first in line. I want this injection. I don't care it's RNA gene editing therapy. I just want the shot no matter what. And a lot of them want a virtue signal. They want to show everybody that they're better than everybody else. I talked to a good friend of mine last night. He went on a date with a girl. And uh, first, he said it was going really good, so she was really pretty and uh, had a pretty decent personality. And then the topic came up of COVID and the shot because she wasn't wearing a mask when they went on the date. And he's sitting there going, okay, you know, this girl's pretty awake. I'm, I'm digging it. And all of a sudden, she starts going in on how she's had her second round of Pfizer and how she is basically such a grace to humanity and how everybody needs to get their shot and do their patriotic duty and being good little American slaves and getting their injection. And he asked her, he said, what, do you even know what's in this injection? She goes, well, it protects us against COVID. He goes, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and they ended up getting in this heated debate about this injection because she was so confident that she was such a strong virtue signaler and so much better than everybody else that hadn't gotten the injection that essentially anybody that hasn't gotten the blind RNA gene editing therapy injection and just willfully taken it at a whim pretty much is not worthy to be around her. So obviously the date didn't last extremely long, and he said he would never even want to speak to her again. And I started laughing, and I thought, this is where they're going. And now they've brought out the phase two of this shot. And What do I mean by that? Now they're starting the monetary incentivize people. They're starting to give them monetary incentives. Companies are offering incentives to employees to get vaccinated. Kroger now is reportedly giving employees a $100 store credit plus a $100 gift card if they get the basically injection. Publix is offering its staff a $125 gift card. Liddell is showing out $200 to each employee. Amtrak is giving its employees an equivalent of two hours of overtime to get vaccinated. Darden Restaurants, which owns Olive Garden and Longhorn Steakhouse, Capitol Grill, Yard House, et cetera, a bunch of them, they're giving the employees four hours on their payroll additional, even if it's overtime, if they get the injection. Chobani which pays the equivalent of six hours of work to get the injection. McDonald's is giving four hours of paid time off. Target's paying an equivalent of four hours of work and throwing an reimbursement for $15 each way for workers who take Lyft to their vaccination appointment. And the list goes on and on and on. I could talk about this the whole entire show. So what they're doing is now they're trying to give people a monetary carrot on a stick. Hey, get your shot, and we're going to give you some money. Well, 
it's not even coincidental that they've intentionally tried to collapse the middle class and basically lower class income sector with the lockdowns of COVID. And now they're trying to give everybody this literally not even barely crumbs. I mean, these, these are just minuscule, just pieces of food on the floor. And they're saying, hey, by the way, you, you can have these. We'll, we'll give you four extra hours of work if you go get this RNA injection. Well, to make it even worse now, the doctor that I know personally out in Missouri, he just sent me a link to what basically the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services has now sent out to all the physicians nationwide. And I'm going to read it to you right now. The memo, it says, and I verified this, it's from the FPM Journal. It says the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services announced it will increase the payment rate for the administration administering COVID vaccines. As of March 19th, the national average payment will go up to $40 for each dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. That means the average payment will go from approximately 28 to 40 for administration of a single dose and 45 to 80 total for administration of both doses of a two-dose vaccine. Actual payment rates may vary geographically. Check with your local Medicare administrative contractor for the rate in your region. The increase, which the American Academy of Family Physicians, AAFP, and other groups advocated for, reflect the additional resources and work safety required to store and administer these vaccines. So now they're paying these doctors and these administrators $40 per injection that they inject into people now. And the CMS is the Center for Medicare and Medicaid, who's the one who's pushing this. Well, whatever they do, most private insurance companies generally follow along that sector after they do it, which means what you're going to start seeing is the next rollout, highly probable. Insurance rates, they're probably going to give you a discount. Hey, here's another carrot on a stick. We'll give you $50 a month off your premium if your whole family's injected with COVID or $50 per person or whatever they come up with. And then the opposite is probably going to occur over the next 6 to 12 months. If you don't get your injection upon renewal, they're probably going to slowly increase your insurance rates even more than they already are as far as just asinine highs, what they've caused with the Obamacare years ago. And so this is where they're heading now. Now they're starting to do monetary incentives to get people to take this injection. I told you yesterday I'm very proud and stand right next to our governor in support where he came out and said, we will not be mandating vaccines in the state of Florida, and we are running an executive order to prevent the government and the private sector in the state of Florida from mandating a vaccine passport. This is huge. As I already told you at the beginning of the week, New York has now implemented a vaccine passport system. You pretty much are not going to be able to go anywhere in New York eventually in the next couple months without being able to show your vaccine passport. And now on top of that, we have all this blowback from individuals now that are coming in and getting on mainstream media, getting on social media, and hammering hammering anybody that does not get the injection. Somebody sent me a link yesterday to a basically an interview on MSNBC with Joe Scarborough, who essentially calls anybody that does not get the injection a moron and an idiot and would probably crawl back to their cave and shut up if we could force them to, because anybody that does not get this injection is a moron. I kid you not. I mean, he went on and on and on and on and on and on to absolutely hammer anybody that even questions the narrative. This is what the mainstream media does. 
Don't ask questions about the injection. Don't do research on the injection. Don't even possibly ask the doctor what's in this injection. If you don't blindly shut up and take this RNA gene editing injection quietly and submissively, you're a blithering moron idiot and you need to go crawl back in your cave and you shouldn't be allowed in society. That's what, what he said. I mean, it, it was nuts. And the fact that this is being promoted and pushed on mainstream media doesn't surprise me. Now we have the Prime Minister Boris Johnson in the UK has joined more than 20 leaders calling for a new global sediment to help the world prepare for future pandemics. This is exactly what we thought about and we kind of brought up last year and it's starting to come together. They needed an excuse to have a new world order. Now they have it. They go on to say here the German Council, along with the French president and along with Prime Minister Boris Johnson, have said COVID poses the biggest challenge since World War II. The pandemic has shown nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Well, that's a completely and totally erroneous comment. Nobody is safe until everyone is safe. What about knife murders in the UK? What about drunk driving? What about homicides? What about suicides? What about regular illnesses and diseases and cancer and leukemia and all kinds of other problems that are still in the world that are always a danger to you? This comment is used to push, again, the goalpost out further and further and further. Nobody is safe until everyone is safe, meaning nobody's ever going to be safe. They're going to continue to push draconian restrictions, lockdowns, mandates, requirements, and force everybody to continue to follow their demands under the guise of you need to be safe. And what they've said now is these 24 world leaders include the head of the World Health Organization. Imagine that. They said they want to bring countries together to dispel the temptations of isolationism and nationalism and to address the challenge that could only be achieved in the spirit of cooperation, namely peace, prosperity, health, and security. Well, I can tell you right now, anytime the World Health Organization, along with 20 other countries, tells you that we need to basically dispel the temptation of nationalism and we need to embrace health and security, that is basically a nice way of them saying you no longer need to be proud of your country. You need to embrace globalism and you need to get on your feet and grovel at your masters and demand and beg that they give you security at the expense of all of your freedom. That's what they're saying if you guys wanted an interpretation of that. And so what they're going on to say here now is that COVID has shown the weaknesses in the world and how we need to all come together and forget about our past history, our past heritage, and we need to come together as one world and unify so we can fight this deadly virus together. Well, I can tell you in one strong stance that the vast majority of awake Americans are not going to go along with this. Now, of course, we have the bumbling buffoon in office who's probably going to continue to sign anything they put in front of him and say, sign here, bumbling buffoon. And he'll kind of write his name or whatever he puts down his mark now. I don't even know if he can still sign his own name anymore. Who knows? But again, this is where they're taking this. So as you see all these things go together and you see these COVID passports now come out in New York, now they're talking about them in California, always remember what the base reason of this entire passport is about. It's about control and it's about monitoring. 
majority, majority of people now, if you want to go out in public and you want to basically have a little bit of freedom and you want to be free from electronics, and Lan and I have done this occasionally when we know the kids are basically safe with you know mom and dad or something like that. We're not going to be worried about anything. We'll leave our phones at home. And we'll go on a date. We'll go get dinner. Sometimes we'll go watch a movie or we'll just go out and do something. And it's actually quite free. It's nice not to have your phone with you. Well, what they're doing is, and you can already see it, they're going to demand that everybody has their phone with them at all time due to their digital passport. So you're never going to be able to leave the house, leave your vehicle, leave your job, go anywhere out in public without having your slave tracker strapped to your hip at all times. Because at any point in time, somebody could demand they see they want to see your COVID passport. You're gonna go, oh, 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 here, here, here's my phone, here's my passport. I don't want to get any trouble. Scan it. Okay, we're good. I'm, I'm, I'm injected with an RNA shot. It's okay. Let, let me go. Okay, you can go, peasant. We'll allow you to go in. Okay, thank you for letting me in the mall so I can spend more money on globalist companies. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That is where it's headed. They want everybody to be attached to their slave tracker all the time so that you never have any type of privacy or freedom. Remember, all the apps you add on your phone, that's why I tell people to turn off the permissions all the time. All, pretty much every single app you add on your phone, they get access to your contacts, your texts, your data, your microphone, your camera, everything. And they blatantly tell you in the terms and conditions, if you read it, they have access to it when you give them permission to it. And they can use it for any type of third-party marketing and storage and monitoring all the time, anywhere you go. Listen to your conversations, take photos of your face while you're scrolling through Facebook and record your data. Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you aroused? Are you mad? doesn't matter. They record it on you. Give them your consent. Now slap in the vaccine passport that you're going to have to have everywhere to go out in public. And you just created a perfect grid system where everybody's going to be able to be monitored, tracked on their location, where they go, what they say, what they do. A de facto West Berlin, so to speak, full-blown communism at way more than they could have ever dreamed about in the 50s and showing everybody that they will control your every move. So again, thank you for supporting a free country. And again, I commend our governor for standing up on this, and I encourage other states to demand your governor follow the Constitution and the rule of law. What do you think, Dan? Well, I think you just did an absolutely excellent summary on this, Austin, and you're absolutely right. Uh, it's taking us to a full-blown, tyrannical, one-world government, which is what the Kabbalists have always wanted, and they've had before in Genesis chapter 6, where every thought of every man was evil all of the time. And, you know, what they're doing and what they did in Genesis chapter 6 is they're changing people's DNA. They're changing the very fabric by which your body is created and what you believe and what you can believe and what you basically think about. You know, there's a really good article that just came out. It says that Moderna is now describing the mRNA products as a gene therapy technology in its SEC filing. And Biotech's SEC filing also specifies that in the U.S. and Europe, the mRNA vaccines are classified as gene therapy medicinal products. This has been recognized as a form of gene therapy, but one doesn't. That doesn't supposedly not supposedly change your DNA. However, a study by MIT and Harvard scientists demonstrates that segments of RNA from SARS-CoV-2 are reverse transcribing into the human genome, likely becoming permanent fixtures in human DNA. This was thought impossible for the same reasons used to assure us that the vaccine RNA cannot alter DNA. However, in a 2017 TED Talk, Dr. Tal Zaks, the chief medical officer of Moderna, 
describes the company's mRNA vaccine as information technology and likens the mRNA to the body's operating system. As such, mRNA injections, injections are human software updates. You hear this? I'll repeat that. mRNA injections are human software updates, thereby ushering in transhumanism. Here we go. A Peruvian researcher warns that the transhumanism is part and parcel of the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution agenda, which are being rolled out at a furious pace under the auspices of the COVID-19 pandemic. This is exactly what Austin just said. They're changing you. They want a one-world government. I'm going to cover a couple minutes of this and why they're doing this. And, and yesterday, it was interesting. I was driving over to the Chevy dealership. I had Sharon with me, and we were listening to praise and worship music. And I was overwhelmed. The Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit came on me and showed me something that I thought was absolutely astounding. He showed me, literally, I, I mean, I almost had to pull over on the side of the road. It was that strong. And what he showed me was the process of which they're doing this is so evil. And it's all through this satanic Luciferian interface with these 5G systems. And what it is was this. This is what he said. But I can't explain it the way he said it to me. It was like in an instant. I mean, I'm literally, guys, I almost had to pull the car over. Sheriff said, what's wrong? And I said, I just had to download. Holy Spirit just told me something. Human beings are incapable of resisting and stopping Lucifer as an individual. They're not, they, they can't do it without the blood of Jesus. It's impossible. He's, a, he's basically an angel. He's a super being. and He's so deceptive and he's such a liar that people believe it because he gets into their brains and starts telling them things that they can't control. He's a liar. He's a thief. But when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you find out that you're in covenant with the Most High, the Great I Am, through the blood of the Lamb, what ends up happening is then it's no longer a contest because it's you plus God. He can't touch you. He can't do anything to you. He has to leave you alone. He, he, can, he can get around the periphery and mess with you. You know, and get your wife mad at you or get your kids mad at you, get your co-associates mad at you or whoever's not being led by the Holy Spirit mad at you. And human beings have a tendency to do that anyhow without any interference from anybody to start with. But the reality is we all gravitate towards evil without God. Without God, we gravitate towards evil. And I don't understand why. Maybe it's because of a reinforcement continuum. Maybe it's because of the human sex drive. Maybe it's because of libido. Maybe it's because of jealousy and envy and strife. I don't know, probably all of those things. But the reality is when you accept Jesus Christ and you go in covenant with the most high God, then this demon, this demonic activity has no has no place at all whatsoever in your heart or in your mind. And you're rewritten. Your DNA is rewritten. And so now when you do something wrong, you know, in your spirit that you did it wrong and you can easily confess it and say to God, Lord, forgive me. I did such and such wrong. And he's quick to forgive and forget. But the reality is. The world, if it doesn't do that, continues down that slippery slope to hell until you get back to what we said in Genesis chapter 6, where every thought of every man was evil all of the time. So he showed me without Christ, it's literally impossible to stop it. This is what happened in the Old Testament in Genesis. And that's why Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. Why? Because this same group of Satanists, Kabbalists, Luciferians, Synagogue of Satan worshipers, <laughs> you pick it, ancient Canaanite religion worshipers, Baal worshipers, Moloch worshipers. They've been around now for thousands and tens of thousands of years since the beginning of the planet, since Noah's ark got flooded. All of these things have been happening from the beginning, and the angels never left. They stayed. They said they were here before and after the flood. And, you know, years ago back in the 50s and the 60s, they learned – through John Lilly, who basically was working with the Navy, and he was using the Dolphin Projects. 
And he actually developed technology for human brains to go against the resistance of programming. And he did this working with dolphins, and it was called the lily wave. And this is a waveform that allows you to bypass the resistance of the human mind and program the brain. Now, this can transmit anything, any emotions on the lily wave. And basically at all of these major power companies, they have black boxes from Homeland Security, and they can ride these frequencies on top of the 60 hertz wave they send into your home. They can do any of this stuff, and they've had this technology for 40 or 50 years. And now they've added to that cell towers, Gwen Towers, HARP. All of this can enforce the wave. Now they're putting 5G in. This isn't an isolated issue, and the average person will never even realize or figure out this is what's going on because here's what happened. They realized an electric current to the brain could stimulate us for several hours or day or months, but the problem is it killed the cells. Then they realized that if you put these lily waves back through the system, that they go off and on, off and on, off and on. And so you don't have a destruction of the cell, but you have full programming of the cell. So the goal was to stay above the stimulus threshold to change the person's behavior and below the injury threshold. And they were able to do that with the lily waves. And this is something that's been happening for a long, long time. And a lot of this stuff was introduced through Tesla technology. But, you know, when I was a child back in the 60s, I began to quickly realize there was something wrong. We had high unemployment. We had people going broke. We had unbelievable racial unrest. We had society degradation. I saw this as a 10, 12-year-old. I saw all of this stuff, and I realized that something was wrong uh, because my mom kept telling me this is the same thing that happened in Germany. It's the same destruction of the German people or is happening in the United States now. I remember standing in the front of the house with her on Highway 92 when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened. And Highway 92, our house was on Highway 92, and it was a major transit from Tampa to 27 to go south to send troops down to Miami for an invasion of Cuba or a particular attack by Cuba with Russian nuclear missiles. My mom sat there in front of the house, and she went hysterical. She did. And I never forget this. She says, das fängt wieder an. That's what she kept saying over and over again. That, what, that, what that means in German is it's starting again. We're seeing it again. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy because I realized how messed up she was from the war still. But we have to understand that we've had this planned society that was going to happen, and they've discussed it years and years ago. H.G. Wells was a hardcore communist. He was a Darwinian. He was an atheist. He had an affair with Margaret Sanger. He was part of the Fabian Society. He was part of the League of Nations. Aldous Huxley. You know, he worked with infant conditioning and, and narco hypnosis. He wrote Brave New World. He was an Oxford man. He died in an LSD induced stupor in 1963. He was all about psychedelics. And all of these people, including Cecil Rhodes, who was a Mason, he was from Oxford. He was a, basically a Rothschild diamond guy. He was also gay. All of this stuff has been doing and been processed through the Rothschild banking cartel for almost 100 years now. Then Tavistock came in. They wanted to change the culture. This is all part of the Frankfurt School. They wanted to reduce the population. They needed world wars. They needed all of this stuff to basically continue to destroy the population of the planet through eugenics. Remember, H.G. Ells was a propagandist. You know, he was also a eugenicist, and he, he was crazy if you read the stuff that he wrote. And he wanted another world war. He wanted people to give up their sovereignty. He wanted a one-world government based on communism and based on socialism and without God. He was an atheist. Cecil Rhodes took over the South African basic country to strip assets from it. 
all of this stuff was being pushed through, you know, Carol Quigley and all the rest of these guys, and they wrote all these different books. And then they had the project for a new American century. This is when William Crystal and Robert Kagan, they wanted a new Pearl Harbor, which they got with 9-11. This is the group that was underlying being controlled through the Rothschild banking cartel that was continually pushing world politics. Then we had Tavistock. They pushed the miniskirts. They pushed open sex. They pushed population, all of this stuff, reduction. They started doing pop stars and Timothy O'Leary and LSD, and they started controlling all of the newspapers. And then in the 20s, they tried to implement this with the booze and the sex and the roaring 20s, but the pregnancy went through the roof. Then we had all kinds of problems with venereal disease in the 20s, so they had to back off. In the 60s, that was reintroduced again after they developed the pill and had penicillin. Open sex, open sex, open sex. HGLs wanted more promiscuity. He wanted to change the culture. He wanted us to be a bunch of cattle in the field, and he wanted to be able to stampede us if he wanted to and change us in a certain direction. Then the Rothschild bankers, they continued to do all of this stuff and fund it all because they're the ones who are the synagogue of Satan, and they're the ones who continue to direct and guide the course in the development of world history. We need to understand this. Songs became gender neutral starting in the early 70s. They were doing this to push to basically the Kabbalist mentality of basically hermaphrodites. They wanted society to become more and more contaminated, and they wanted the children in the future to basically be gender-bent, to no longer be boys and girls. I just watched the video that was posted by Paul Craig Roberts in which a black guy jumps on a guy, an Asian guy, in a subway, and the black guy literally beats this guy half to death in the subway, and there's 25 people in the subway watching this take place, and all they do is videotape it. Nobody even says anything. Then there's another video where an Asian woman walks out of an airport, walking by the door. There's a security guard standing by the door. Another black guy walks up to her, beats her, starts kicking her in the head. The security guy sees him do it. He just closes the door and ignores it. This is the level they've taken us to. And it doesn't matter if that person was black or white or white supremacist group or weirdo or wacko. Nobody should be allowing other people to beat people up without trying to intervene and saying stuff. But we've learned now just to shut up and go along with the plan because, you know, the same thing is going on now. Now you go out with a girl on a date and you're single. You say, are you saved? You know, basically, you know, are you basically a follower of Christ? Oh, by the way, do you have a COVID shot? Oh, you don't have a COVID shot, so all hell breaks loose during the day because you don't have a COVID shot, and she's basically socially shaming you because you haven't had a shot. What the heck? Yeah, we're, we're to that level now, aren't we? But if you're aware of this stuff, you can step back and you push against it. You say no, and that's what we've tried to do. And then they tore into the churches in the 50s with the Johnson Amendment by not allowing the churches to discuss politics anymore. And then that took all the pansies in the pulpit. They made them politically correct preachers, which don't want to talk about any of this stuff. And the music industry, oh, my gosh, unbelievable. You know, you, you have to realize what they did. They started realizing they could produce groups like the Monkees and other groups that could actually put them together. And they could basically have them sing whatever they wanted to sing to promote any agenda they wanted to sing and make them unbelievably well-known. Look at the Mickey Mouse Club, what they've done with that. And all the crazy people like Katy Perry and Spears and Christine Aguilera who went through the Mickey Mouse Club, they, they turned basically into celebrity super whores. You say, well, that's a horrible thing to say. It's true. They're horrible what they are. And you see all of this stuff has been pushed and pushed and pushed on us by what Austin was talking about earlier until now they've got us into a COVID mind control in which you have to have a COVID shot or you will die. No, you won't. No, you won't. And we have to understand that this group has always been here. Karl Marx, all these things. It's just an amalgamation of the things that have gone on in the past. Even Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. 
He knew what happened with Genesis chapter 6. He knew what happened with the fallen angels. He knew all of that stuff. He said there's nothing new under the sun. The same synagogue of Satan, they're also known as Goldman Sachs. They're also known as the central banks. They're also known as the Rothschilds, the Sabbateans, the Khazarians, the Druids, the spawn of Satan, and the Kabbalists. It's the same group that's always been here and always done all of this stuff. And it's sad to me because we look back now at our lives, and I'm 65, and I'm saying, wow, look at the things that have happened in my life. And we finally begin to realize that the international bankers have been the problem the entire time in our generation. We've got the IMF. We've got the Bank of International Settlements. We have the World Trade Organizations. You know, we've got the Royal Institute for Internal Affairs, which morphed into the, you know, into the Rothschilds groups. And, you know, and we also have the Chatham House. All of this stuff is out there controlling things behind the scenes. And we don't want to look at it. We don't want to point at it. We don't want to say this is okay. Paul Craig Roberts actually wrote an article about these black guys beating up all of these Asians and white people all over the country and nobody ever says anything and it doesn't make any media outlets. And he said, here's what's happened. And I'm not picking on the blacks here because you know Hispanics beat up people, whites beat up people too. But you just got to look at what's going on. Because of Black Lives Matter and because of what's happened with these protests, blacks are getting a pass now to pretty much do whatever they want to do. They can burn and loot and do whatever they want. And because they've been socially oppressed now for hundreds of years, which is not even true, they say, oh, by the way, they get a pass. We need to give them reparations because we've done them wrong, you know, two, three, four, five hundred years ago. Well, newsflash, I have never owned any slaves, and nobody here that listens to the show in the United States of America has owned any slaves. That's just a fact. So why in the world are we dealing with slavery, an issue that was over with in 1865, and now in by, by the 1960, by 100 years later, we had this great societal revolution, which was a good thing to have, and we decided that we weren't going to be prejudicial against minorities anymore, and we've worked and worked and worked and worked on it. But now because the gay Kenyan and his, his transgender wife and all of these people pushing this narrative again – we have the worst racial relations in the United States with blacks and Hispanics and Asians and everything else we've ever had. And they're doing all of this to divide us. It's what they want to do. A divided enemy is much easier to conquer than a person or a group of people that have coalesced into a single fighting unit. This is why when you have units in the army, they work together, work together, work together, work together in the Marines. And so everybody knows if they touch them, they have to fight the whole unit over in Iraq. They used to have these Marine Corps convoys to be going places with their Marine Corps insignia, and they knew if they fired on a Marine Corps insignia, the entire group would go after the person shooting until they got they were killed. Finally, the Army realized that they needed to put Marine Corps insignias on their jeeps, and they started doing that so they wouldn't get shot at. And this is what we have to be as the United States. We have to be a unit, and they know that. We have to be separated and destroyed, and they've done that since the beginning, and I laid out some of the key players in this, but it's always through the international banks, always through the Kabbalists, and we have to understand who and what they're doing. And this whole thing is a giant mind-controlling spell is what it is. I told you guys that, and now I've explained to you how they do it with the lily waves and all the stuff they do with the Gwen Towers, and I talked about it in depth on Monday and how they change the energy field around your body. you got to listen to that. And we have to understand, as Christians, we were bought at a price. God saw this mess in Genesis chapter 6, had to flush the planet, started it over again, put Jesus into the timeline to fix it, to allow us to have a kinsman redeemer, to allow us to have a savior, to have a savior to deliver us from the evil one, so we wouldn't be part of this. People are always saying, why do you always talk about Jesus? That's why. 
There is no hope without Christ. Now we've got Franklin Graham pushing vaccines. Yeah, I never trusted him. I was always sketchy about his dad being on national TV, too. Now, so don't you fuss at me. How in the world do you have a Kabbalist-controlled TV program putting on Bishop, you know, Eddie Graham, Graham? How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you, how does he do, how does Billy Graham get on national TV in primetime? You know, I've heard for years he was a 33-degree Mason and so is his son. Whether that's true, I don't know. I've heard for years that a lot of the top TV evangelists are 33-degree Masons. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I know of one in particular who claims to be a billionaire. He's been asked repeatedly in public if he's a Mason, and he refuses to answer the question. So all of these things are about us and around us. That's why we need to keep our hearts and our minds focused on Jesus the great I am. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. And he is the one who holds the entire universe together. And all of these people that are doing all of these crazy things, they shall meet their end together, declares the Lord. But we're not going to be part of that because we're going to stand firm and try to do what's right in God's eyes. But I saw, I want to cover that with you guys today because I've not gone into some detail on some of the background of who these clowns were and how they got started with the Tavistock and, and H.G. Wells and Huxley and all the rest of them. And I want to give you some feedback on how that works because I haven't covered that material on this show before. Okay. Awesome. What do you think of what's your next story, bud? Oh, you're exactly right. And this is why they're trying to do everything they can to come in and cancel the entire history. Always understand, this whole cancel culture, and I don't mean not shopping at Starbucks because they promote abortion. To me, that's not cancel culture. That's standing up for what you believe. This whole nonsense of let's cancel Dr. Seuss, let's cancel Mr. Potato Head, let's cancel Swiss Family Robinson movie because we don't like what they did in a 1960s film. We're going to demand that it never be shown again, not because there's any premise and truth or accuracy on what you're stating, because most of these people are simply just rambling on like deranged lunatics. I mean, remember what I've told you guys before with the delusional psychosis. Just because you live in a delusional world doesn't mean the rest of the world's going to agree with your delusions. The problem is these people not only live in a delusional world, they demand everybody else do. But at the same time, they're completely okay with cross-dressing male perverts to read books to children in libraries with drag queen story art. That's perfectly fine. But you better not let them watch Swiss Family Robinson from 1960. Well, now a new Harvard poll. This is, this is Harvard. Liberal Harvard University. A Harris poll, Caps Harris poll out of Harvard, revealed that over two Thirds of Americans believe a growing cancel culture is a direct threat to our freedom. On top of that, they said 64% said the phenomenon is having a detrimental effect on society. 64%, almost a third, two thirds of the populace. Over half of those surveyed, 54%, noted that they feared they could be fired from their jobs if they expressed their honest opinions. Mark Penn, the director of the survey, told The Hill, it is a chilling find that most people in the country are now afraid they would be fired if they express their real views on social media. The public generally gives negative ratings to social media and companies that say anything that does not go along with the narrative. It goes on to say here, another study found that within the past three years, more than 68% of universities in UK have seen free speech severely restricted with academics unable to meaningfully discuss the nuances of issues and history such as race and gender. 68% of universities in the UK. This is a very real problem, my friends. And remember, 
This isn't going to stop with movies and Mr. Potato Head. You already know where this is going to go. It's going after the Bible. It's going after the word of God. They've already come out repeatedly numerous times. Remember when somebody quoted, I forgot what verse it was. It was two, probably two years ago on Facebook. Somebody quoted basically the verse in the Bible discussing homosexuality and how it's perversion and sin. And Facebook fact-checked it and banned it and said it was hate speech. Hate speech. Direct quote from the word of God. Hmm. You see where this is going? Now we've reached a level now where Oxford University now has academic professors reportedly demanding that they remove sheet music, sheet music, like musical sheet music, playing the baritone, playing drums, anything, sheet music, piano, sheet music from the curriculum over claims that teaching the Western form of musical notation has roots in colonialism and complicity in white supremacy. I'm not joking. University said they had numerous calls from professors to remove music notation from the curriculum as professors seek to focus less on white European heritage and culture, according to documents by The Telegraph. The woke educators went to claim that the musical notation itself is a colonialist representation system and has complicity to white supremacy. The claim is similar to leftist pronouncements in America that mathematics is inherently racist. I watched an interview, it was a brief interview somebody sent me, and it was this unbelievably hardcore leftist, bigoted, white, lesbian female who identified as something else. I don't even remember who she, you know, she came up with all her little pronouns, and she goes, mathematics is inherently racist because white people invented it. And she goes, and the, the girl interviewing her goes, so you're saying that two plus three equals five is racist? She goes, yes, it's racist. She goes, well, but that's, that's mathematics. That's, that's been something. I mean, we're, we're talking about mathematics. No, 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 no. It's inherently racist. I, I started just laughing hysterically. But if you say that a man with a penis can be a woman and can have children, that's perfectly fine. That's science, guys. That's backed by science. There, you can't, you can't refute that. Grown man with appendages can have a child. That's science, guys. Come on, how far are we going to take this? The Oxford academics went on to pronounce that teaching the piano and conducting orchestras could cause students of color great duress as the skills involved are closely tied to white European music. Are you kidding me? Now, good thing is the individuals, the top dean and everybody else at Oxford has now come out now and confirmed the university will not be removing music, music notations from the curriculum under any circumstances and have basically said they are now having a meeting to discuss why individuals that are basically professors in the school are coming out with this level of rhetoric. But again, it shows you where they're trying to take it. Now, NBC has revealed that it's scanning over 17 thousand hours of past WWE wrestling content to weed out any racist material in order to avoid it appearing on the network's new Peacock streaming device. Peacock recently won, run the, won the rights to stream WWE's back catalog, meaning everything with WWE, world wrestling, they now have the rights to stream it. 
which means censors now have a monumental task on their hands to find any offensive content that's occurred in 17,000 hours of world wrestling content. One particular match that the NBC streaming device deleted is from the 1990 WrestleMania 6, in which Rowdy Roddy Piper painted half his face black as he faced black wrestler Bad News Brown. And what's interesting is the entire context of why he did that was actually about unity. And he goes on the end of the the fight, he goes, now I can stand here, I can be black, I can be white, it doesn't make any difference to me, it's what's inside. Doesn't matter, banned. Streaming services are already slapping ominous warnings on old movies and deleting entire episodes of classic TV shows because they accurately represented how people act and spoke back then in the film that they're depicting. David Blount came out and said, in a free country, culture is spontaneous. In America, under liberal occupation that we're now seeing, everything must be retroactively passed through the censors to ensure it complies with the current official narrative before it is deemed fit for cultural archives. This is political correctness run amok. And this is what Dad and I have warned about for the last decade. I mean, we talked about this on some of the first shows we ever had on this podcast about why we will not comply with political correctness. And I've gotten tons of flack from it. Even, you know, five, six years ago when we first started the show, when political correctness was just in its middle phases, you know, its infancy phases after the gay Kenyan basically brought it into play. And People were getting this offended if you made a certain comment. People were getting offended if you basically didn't accept this. Now we've gone past the point of being offended. Now we're saying we're just going to full-blown remove this from history. We're going to tear down statues. We're going to burn books. Always remember, nowhere in history, nowhere, and I'm going to repeat, nowhere in history have the individuals that burn books ever been the good guys. Remember that. Always remember that. They have always been the absolute most abhorrent individuals in society and what they did to other people as it later took on. Nobody burns books because they want to maintain a level of historical accuracy and national heritage of a country. They burn books for the exact opposite because they don't want people to speak the truth, have the knowledge, or remember what actually this country went through. I told you guys I watched I was watching that show the other day again turn from the AMC series about the spies during the revolutionary war it's actually a very good show it's very graphic it's got some stuff in it it's, you know it's don't don't let kids watch it but a lot of it about 90% of the film is historically accurate with timelines with names of course they have subplots in it and it was interesting they they've depicted a lot of parts of the film in the show, very accurately from that point in time, all the way from black and white, basically individual context where there were slaves, but there were also black workers that worked and were paid at that point in time that worked in the house and everything else. And what people don't realize with a lot of our heritage is that bad things happen. Good things happen. You can't go back and just say we're going to erase this entire century of history because something happened we don't agree with. I've heard references constantly about, you know, basically Christopher Columbus. When people say, well, he did this, he was a horrible person. Somebody say, he did this, he was an awesome person. He did this, they killed the indigenous people, and they did this. You also have to remember, and I'm not sticking up for him, nor am I condemning him. What I'm telling you is, at that point in time in the 14 and 1500s, if you stole a loaf of bread and didn't pay for it, they cut your hand off without a judge or jury. They said, oh, you stole this. Did he steal this? Yeah, he stole it. 
put your hand on the table or cutting it off with an axe. Well, that's a bit barbaric. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty graphic as well. I don't know if that's necessary. But what it did was, I guarantee you, that person, every time they looked at their nub, realizes, hey, I'm not going to steal anything again. Now, do I think we need to go back to that level of barbarism? Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is there were certain cultural norms in society at certain point in times in history where things occurred that we don't do anymore. So you have to look back and say, we did this. It probably wasn't the best way to handle it. Let's not do it again. But going back and saying, we're going to delete and remove all history from the books and burn books and not allow you to say this or say that or say this because somebody somewhere in the world that cross-dresses might be offended by you is sure-blown lunacy and censorship at its finest example. My friends, and the longer we go in and we accept this cultural restriction and this aspect of coming in and saying, you can't do this, guys, free speech is a double edged sword. It gives you the ability to speak your mind, but it also gives people the ability to offend you. It's part of it. This is where we have to continue to maintain our freedoms and our ability. This is why social media is censoring everybody. This is why they're going in and trying to prevent people from opening up their businesses. This is why they're trying to go in and say, listen, you can't do this. You can't open up your business. You can't make money. Not because there's any scientific backing that shows shutting down businesses stops the spread of a virus at all, as we've clearly seen down here in Florida, but because they told you to do it, so you can't do it now. That is exactly what they're doing and what they're continuing to do. So again, my friends, stand up for freedom, stand up for free speech, and stand up for your constitutional rights and continue to make your voice heard. Thank you again for supporting small businesses and supporting health masters and making sure you get this information out there as many people as you can. What's your next story, Dad? You know, I want to read you this quote by Paul Craig Roberts. It says, black attack ages on New York City public transportation and public streets and people do not intervene. And he goes to say that assault is a felony. But this does not prevent blacks from gratuitous, brutal assaults on strangers. After looting and burning scores of business districts in U.S. cities and going unpunished, blacks have learned they are not accountable. They have been taught by white liberals that whatever violence they commit is justified because they are, quote, oppressed. Wow. The blame for black attacks on Asians is then shifted to white nationalism, even though the whites didn't attack the Asians. The black crime against an Asian who was viciously slashed by a black on the New York City subway was used to stage a Manhattan protest against white nationalism. A white female spring breaker who fell for the multicultural propaganda paid for it with her life. And I'm posting this story. Now, again, we've got a lot of black listeners, and I love you guys. And we've got a lot of white listeners, and I love you guys. And we've got a lot of Hispanic listeners, and I love you guys. Here's the point. We all have to work together in this society to make things work. All of us have to love one another and be careful with one another and follow the teachings of Jesus. That's the most important thing. And it all goes back to that. It all goes back to the fact that we need to be followers of Christ. And if we're not, what ends up happening is everything goes to chaos, just like I talked about the first segment that we did. By the way, the Florida Magic Kingdom now is saying that because of COVID-19, they're going to be installing facial recognition cameras. I got a newsflash for you, by the way. Disney's had facial recognition cameras for many, many years. That's why every time Austin and I get over there, we get signaled out and be taken. We're always taken around the side. We're always asked questions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this is just this is crazy that they're actually saying that they're going to do it because of COVID. They have an excuse for everything now, guys. It's COVID nineteen. It's COVID. It's COVID. We got to do this. Got to do this because COVID. 
By the way, another article came out and says that this new study said if you want to live longer and healthier, never go to sleep on an argument. It says daily stressors, specifically the minor small inconvenience that we have throughout the day, even those that have lasting impact, even those have lasting impacts on mortality. The Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger. Everybody experiences stress in their daily lives, but you've got to learn to walk in love and forgive one another. People are always saying, well, so-and-so did you wrong. Oh, yeah, I pray for so-and-so. But he did you wrong. I'm like, well, yeah, I still pray for him. Well, why do you pray for him? He did you wrong. Because I'm not going to allow bitterness and hatred to creep into my heart and affect my walk with God and affect my health. Because when you're mad at somebody, it takes a lot of energy. <laughs> if you hate somebody, it's ridiculous how much energy that takes. All right, And so you're constantly thinking about it. They're at home sleeping with the covers pulled over their head, and you're sitting there loathing them in your sleep. Can't sleep because of something they did to you 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. My oldest brother is like that. Every time I talk to him, he brings up what dad did back in 1950. And I'm like, and I, finally I looked at him. I said, dude, it's been 70 years. Really, dude? You're going to get past this or what? You've ruined your entire life with this. You've got all kinds of health problems because of this. It's like a, it's the never-ending bitterness and hatred. You've got to walk away from this and not allow it to affect you like this. It's really important, guys, that we walk in love. It's so very important. By the way, a new lawsuit names Jeffrey Epstein, Maxwell, and alleges actions sinister, even by his standards. The early 2008 financier Jeffrey Epstein lawyers were waging what would become a successful campaign to get the Justice Department to drop its sex trafficking case against their client with over a thousand victims. Wow. Epstein and his purported madam, Ghislaine Maxwell, who were both Israeli spies, both working for Israel through Mossad, were allegedly raping a South Florida real estate broker who claims in a lawsuit filed last week that Epstein trafficked her to other men, including local judges. Guys, this perversion never, ever ends and we've got to continue to call it out interesting thing on instagram now new topic today is sharing 79 percent of your personal data with third parties just thought in case you share all those personal stuff on instagram you need to know that they're selling your data we've talked about this so many times on the show we've all experienced this one second you're watching a product review on youtube next second you see that product posted on your instagram feed or on your screen if you're using yahoo or yahoo mail or any other things such as Google. While it still feels like some kind of magic as it work, we've got to realize that these apps are sending out, putting cookies on your equipment that's allowing people to track you and to send you stuff specifically to your IP address. You need to understand that. Like Austin said at the beginning of the show, turn off all of your apps and all of the permission slips. That's so very important. Maher, Bill Maher, who I don't like at all, which I can't believe I'm actually quoting him now, he basically every once in a while comes out with something pretty good. I always say it this way. Even a blind squirrel can find the acorn every once in a while. Maher is now saying that the infrastructure bill proposed by Biden is a Trojan horse for green energy. And again, I want to. we talked about this the other day. you got to plug these cars in and charge them before they can drive. They want to have self-driving autonomous units. Let me ask you a question. Let's think through this for a second. Let's say a cop sees you do a wrong thing. You run a red light across the line median or you're speeding and you've got your car on auto mode or you've got your car on control mode or if they still allow you to drive it yourself. Well, he just runs your car. It gives him the whole data about this. And then finally he says, hmm, this person is a repeat offender. They won't put their car on auto mode and leave it on auto mode. We're going to go ahead and set a single to the car now and have the car drive to the local FEMA camp. There you go. Wait, wait a minute. What did I say? 
we're going to lock the doors on the car. We're going to lock them. And we're going to have the car take you to the FEMA camp. And they're going to bring you behind barbed wire and gates. You're going to be met with 40 guards with machine guns just in case you might have a weapon in the car. And all of a sudden now, there you are. You're at a reprogramming facility, kind of like we call the concentration camp. Now you can get out if you have a weapon and die, or you can get out and try to reason and be arrested and basically strapped into a dentist chair and be done an MK Ultra mind control thing so you can be put back into society. Remember what Hillary Clinton said? That the people who were opposed to her and against her communist ideals, they need to be sent to re-education camps. Her words, not mine. This is where they want to take us, guys. They want that new world order and that new world Aldous Huxley 1984 in which they control everything, the thoughts and the minds, because they want to go back to Genesis chapter 6, which I talked about at the beginning of the show, so they can control everything and make your heart and mind evil all the time because they know that without Jesus Christ, you have no anything as far as any type of ability to resist it. That's why I always talk about Jesus. Without Jesus, we have no hope. With him, we have victory, and Satan has no hope against us. That's how it works. Please remember that. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I got to pray for you today. Wow, another great show today. Monday's show and today's show were just off the chain. I appreciate you. I love you guys. Austin, finish it up. Yes, absolutely. And you absolutely nailed it as far as with these electric cars and these autonomous vehicles. I've already told everybody this for years about where it's going to head. And that was an actual very accurate analogy. I never really thought of it that way. But you're exactly right. If you start driving reckless or you start speeding excessively or you start not following the speed limit and doing 65 and a 55, remember, everything on these electric cars is connected to the cloud all the time. All the time. It's constantly giving data back and forth. Milliseconds. Blah, 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 blah. So it's constantly giving data. They go in and say, listen, you're not going to be able to drive anymore. You're going to be restricted from driving for a week. It's going to be autonomous. Then next time you have another infraction, it'll be two weeks, and four weeks, and six weeks, and twelve weeks. Your driver's license will be suspended. You'll only be able to go when it takes you where you're going to go to your designated workshop. That's where it's going to go. And you know, taking you to a FEMA camp in a locked car because you can't get out of it—that's pretty much something that I don't see being very far away. And remember, inside of a vehicle, it's a kill box. It's done. I've done vehicle weapons training it's a nightmare shooting in and out of vehicles and so you got four five six guys walk up to your vehicle with weapons pulled you're done you are done you may get two or three rounds off through the windshield after that they're going to light you up like a christmas tree and the glass and br- i mean it's, it's, it's a nightmare so i mean you're not gonna get you're not going anywhere so very interesting to think of it that way and again why do you think they're pushing so hard to try to get this stuff implemented? Also, to another news, the three-minute cues in the alleged plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmore. You remember all that over last summer? This the group that basically was the uh, um, Wolverine Watchmen and the FBI sent an informant in there to basically coerce them into talking about doing a kidnapping of her which they never did they never even acted on it they basically have dropped the terrorism charges on all three of the individuals now but now they said they're going to stand trial for gang membership things a joke and what they're showing is now is that very clearly it turned out the ringleader the individual the main culprit of the the alleged plot to kidnap Governor Whitmore was the FBI informant who was planted into the group and was the one who pushed the entire plan. So the FBI, again, was spying on Americans to set them up for terrorism charges. Does anybody get sick of hearing that? 
I did a show about a year and a half ago, went into detail of literally the hundreds of cases that the FBI has stopped from happening. They stopped the terrorist attack. And then you find out, oh, they found some homeless guys in New York and asked them if they would send off a surfaced air missile that they would give them, and they'd give them $10,000 to do it. And these homeless guys go, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm homeless. You give me, give me a surfaced air missile and ten grand, I'll shoot it off. Oh, we got ourselves another terrorist. Fifty years in prison. You're done. And the guy's like, wait, what? What are you guys even talking about? Oh, that's it. You're a terrorist. You agreed to do it. This is what they're so much going on with the FBI. And then later on, we found out now that this guy was the informant, and now they've dropped the terrorism charges, and now they're gang charges on the rest of the individuals that basically were involved. And it looks like the FBI informant is going to get basically all his charges dismissed. Surprise, surprise. But again, this is why I tell everybody, be very careful who you let inside your inside circle. I mean, your real inside circle. Be very, very cautious, especially when things start to break down and chaos starts to occur. Be very careful of who you know and who you let know about your gear, your weapons, your food, any of that. Wherever you keep it, wherever you go, wherever you keep stuff, be very cautious of that. That's just the biggest thing I can tell you. Thank you again for supporting healthmasters.com. If you guys need anything, give us a call. Email us, healthmasters.com. Again, the Gastrogest is on sales product of the week. Thank you again for your support. Thank you for getting the information out there and waking up people the best you can. This is the easiest, most effective thing we can do right now before it escalates to anything else is continue to encourage people. Open up your ears and eyes and do your own research. Don't have to believe me. Don't have to believe Ted. But do your own research at the very least and make your own consenting decision, not because somebody told you to do so. Thank you so much, my friends. Stay prepped as always. Stay awake. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.